it's jacket and hoodie weather outside, but we're like the warm indoors. Grab your coffee and sit a spell with us. Covering the valley with over 10,000 watts of power. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine, Wheeling Hospital. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Your dreams were your ticket. I Come on in, we're here. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. I think Mr. Big Voice Announcer Man might be a little bit off. He said his jacket and hoodie weather. I don't know about you, Bob. I wore a winter coat this morning. <laughs> but we grab a scarf, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cold outside. 31 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 29 at the airport. Uh, 31 in Elm Grove and 30, 30 here? I forgot to ask you. Did I ask you? We you are at 30, Howard. 30 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Going to be cloudy, 42 or so for the day today. Outside, it's gray skies looking at us, but the snow has stopped and giving no fuss. That's, I don't know. Not bad. That was... Try to come up with something pretty quick on that. <laughs> Gray skies, but no snow. Is that what we're seeing outside? That's exactly what I uh, got to see when I look, went out and checked in the break. Looks like uh, maybe no more snow. Hopefully, we'll keep our fingers crossed, but it's still cold and uh, dressed that way. It is not supposed to be a snowy day. It was a snowy night and a snowy morning, and if the snow has stopped, it stopped here in downtown, probably wherever you are, when it stops, it will probably stop, I think. Uh, and then it'll just be a, it'll just be a cold day today. Uh, coming up in a minute or two, we'll talk about some uh, state politics here in West Virginia. Senator Manchin, new poll is out on him. New poll out on, on Governor Justice as well. Uh, Governor uh, Senator Manchin gets a <laughs> an unusual endorsement for president. Tell you about that in a minute or two. Uh, all of that uh, coming up in just a bit. I, we do a lot of political talk here. This is really. Probably 70% of what we do, what I try to do is, you know, hard news and interviews about things going on in the news, local, regional, national, and so on. But I get a kick out of uh, going off the sidelights of the news, Bob. And I got a couple of things I have coming up that I'm looking forward to. Um, I watched all day on Sunday on the History Channel, The Toys That Built America. It was show after show, each one devoted to one of the you know, was the one devoted to creating how Monopoly got started, how Scrabble got started, how video games got started, the history of um, Legos and the Erector sets. I, 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 it was absolutely, to me, fascinating. These are toys I grew up with, and how did they get started? And I didn't know a lot of the stuff about, you know, Legos got started as a, by some carpenters over in Norway who made wooden toys, and then eventually they ended up making wooden Legos and eventually made the whole Lego set. So... Anyways, with all of that in mind, I reached out to the History Channel, and uh, they've agreed to uh, send us a couple of the guests who are going to talk about the toys that build America. So I'm, I, I don't know about you guys. I'll be honest. I don't care about you guys. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be t- – it was a great series, and I'm looking forward to talking about it here on the radio. And we don't remember uh, unless, again, you're our age, and, and uh, you remember the toys that came from the Mar- Marks factory right there in Glendale. Absolutely I mean, what, right. what a big player they were in the, in the toy world. They were a huge player. They were one of the top – And they only had a couple factories. You know, it's not like there was a factory here and a factory there. I mean, they were very, very limited, and I don't have all the knowledge. I talked to a, a, a guy, I think, one time when you were on vacation, Howard – who was very knowledgeable, you know, they made certain things at certain factories. 
and uh, that is a historic uh, factory. I, I wish it was still there, but uh, like like a lot of things, uh, long gone, Howard. But Marks and its heyday was among the biggest toy manufacturers. The toys coming out of the Marks toy plant in Glendale were the like number one selling toys in America at the time. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I love uh, big, I loved, big wheels. I love the Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Teddy has one still, and I. He brings them out every once in a while. We, you know, I, I just, I love your block things. off, Howard. I, I, it's exactly right. I, I get mine knocked off. I don't knock Teddy's off too much. But anyway, so I'm looking forward to that. I, re, I just, I enjoyed the show so much. I reached out to the History Channel and they said, yeah, we'll send you some people to talk about that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And Barry Markovsky has been with us before. He was with us not too long ago to talk about UFOs. He is a professor in uh, California, um, and we're going to talk about are ghosts real? Ghosts, are they real? He's going to look at ghosts for us. So I, sometimes I just, I just want to do something on the different side of life, you know? It, it, that's a kind of a crazy uh, question. I mean, I, I think there are some real kooks out there that, that uh, like Ghostbusters, chase them around. But I think if you ha- made me answer the question, I, I think there is a spirit world out I there, Howard. I, think, uh, I don't think everybody, but I, I, and I, I think it's out there. You know, I have a hard time figuring out what it is but i believe that there is a spirit world there are ghosts for lack of a better phrase uh, barry markovsky writes what he writes for the the uh, magazine the conversation which i use all the time to get guests from he writes uh, a segment called curious kids it is questions the kids write in and then he talks about them from an adult perspective so i just i just got a text from him just a few minutes ago so he's gonna i just i, just, I want to do some things off the different side of life different side of life Eight fifteen here on the watchdog morning show um we talk about tipping so much i hate to even get into it again but i came across a survey and um one of the questions that was asked i don't think we've ever talked about or never thought about before the question is do you tip a fast food worker do you tip at McDonald's or Wendy's or someplace like that? I would never have thought to tip a fast food worker. I mean, it just doesn't, you know, to me, I couldn't tell you why. Just I, I go into Pizza Hut and pick up pizza, pick up a delivery, and I'll still leave a dollar or something in the tip jar. But I never think about tipping a fast food worker. Yeah, and I never do either. And I never used to think about if I called Howard's uh, burger shop and I said, hey, Howard, uh, I want three with everything. I'll be there uh, to pick them up in 20 minutes. And when I go in to pick them up and I pay with my debit card, it's asking me one of the first questions is how much I want to tip Howard for those three burgers. And, you know, I, I, I don't get that. I mean, did you hand that package to me with precision and and grace oh here's two bucks that was excellent i don't get that i mean i you're right we we just went crazy with the tip i uh, for, there are two parts of what you just said that i want to talk about i hate the fact that they put that right in front of you while the, the person is sitting there put your credit card up do you want to pay, leave a tip and this person sitting there like just taking a good good look at you you know i, I hate that they do that you know but then comes the question, do you tip? I used to say no. I do say now. I don't tip 15 or 20% or anything like that. But somebody prepared the food. Somebody boxed up the food. They're still getting server wages. So I'll usually leave a buck or something. But I never thought about it from fast food. You know, you drive through McDonald's and get a quarter with cheese and uh, some fries and McChicken. 
The thought would never cross my mind. Nah, me neither. But you know who I've been tipping, and I've been tipping like twice some evenings, Howard? Probably a hot girl. No, well, (laughs) maybe her mother. (laughs) Uh, It's the, well, I almost said to Carlos, it's Patsy's Pizza. Because I appreciate the effort. I do too. They come right there. Can I help you? Did you call in? Blah, 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 blah. And then they come back and they're hustling. And, you know, I, some, I find myself here, here. Here's two more dollars. I do. I do because too. they really make the effort, it seems like. Now, it's so much better than the old days yep. when you were crammed in there uh, trying to get a little conversation with Patsy. And you're, they told you 20 minutes. You waited 20 minutes. And then you stood in there for another 30 minutes. minutes. <laughs> this is so, so much better. And I find myself here, here. Here's another dollar or, or two dollars. I, we were talking, I don't think it was on the air, I think I was talking to somebody off the air, about restaurants that have not really, ch- or food places, that really have just stuck to their guns over generations. And Patsy's Pizza, Once Upon a Time to Carlos, is pretty much the same thing. It's it's this, basically the same pizza, cooked the same way, in the same, almost in the same, you know, everything's the same. The only thing they've done, and they it's an improvement, is that now if you get Patsy's Pizza, uh, you pull up outside. They come out to your car. They're pretty quick about it too. They'll come out to your car, uh, get your, make sure that they know what your order is. Um, and I'm like you. I, I'm happy. To, I'm happy to tip them because it's it makes my life easier, and the whole process uh, speeds speeds along faster. So I'm I'm perfectly okay with that. This question of fast food tips. This survey that was just done, 2,500 diners surveyed, 50-50. Half the people said they do pay, they do tip fast food workers, fifty percent do not. I again I I never I would never think about, and maybe I should. I'm not saying I'm right. I just I never think about tipping a fast food worker. It's a non-factor for me anymore, Howard, because I was more successful than you. I've given it up. I don't do fast food anymore. Well, that's true. I, you yeah. know, I've just I I got my feelings hurt too many times. <laughs> And instead of $8, it's now $20, and it's not very good. And I can't tell you the last time I went through a, a fast food, you know, the big ones, Wendy's, McDonald's, uh, Burger King, or, you know, something like that. Right. I, I, I've been successful, Howard. I've given Pepsi up, and I've also given up the fast food. So I've given Pepsi up. Since you don't drink it here so much, I don't have that. You're not role modeling it for me anymore, so I don't drink too much Pepsi. Although, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I have no idea why. I opened the refrigerator and they were, hello, Howard. We are Pepsi bottles are here. Where you been, Howard? And I'm t- I sucked down three bottles of Pepsi, one right after another. And I, I don't like to do that. And I've kind of given it up to, but it was like, oh. I mean, it's, it's, it's like an addict. I'm sure it's, I, I don't want to compare it to serious drug problems, but. I think it's probably like what a drug addict does. Where's Bob, Howard? Tell Bob we were asking <laughs> Tell about Bob him. How good. Did you enjoy the Pepsi today, Howard? Tell Bob to try something. I mean, I sucked them down. Boom, boom. Three of them right in a row. Um, um, amazing. Um, anyways, 50% of Americans. Do, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Frio Stack, Oxford Service, text line 304-214-1600. Text me. Do you tip fast food restaurants? Do you think you should? Uh, I, again, I, I've never even thought about it until I saw this survey. Uh, 75% of respondents said they would tip at a bar. Who doesn't tip at a bar? If you don't tip at a bar, there's something wrong with you. I mean, yeah, there unless, is something wrong with you. Unless somebody is really mean and snotty to you. I mean, you you know, always tip your bartender. 
off the Frio Stack auction service hotline. DeCarlo's is not even close to Patsy's Pizza. So See, I people say that I I and I know you do too. I a thousand times disagree. I I will every once in a while, like I will do at any place, get a bad batch. I think it. I think the, uh, Patsy's Pizza is absolutely ninety percent of the time as good as as DeCarlo's. I, I don't know if I agree with your percentage, but I've been on a pretty good roll here lately. That's why I don't mind sitting there. Because when they bring in that pizza to you, when it's fresh out of the oven, it is really, really good. It, yeah. you, you know, like the texter said, it's the best around. When when you catch it, boom. Yeah. So I I, I, I know there's a lot. If you go on Facebook, you'll see it all the time. That juice is nothing at all. I think most of the time. Now, again, I don't care what restaurant you go to. Whatever your – pick your very, very favorite restaurant in the world. There's going to be an off night. There's going to be a chef that just, just is not on that night. Something isn't quite right. And I, yes, do I every once in a while get a piece of De Carlos that's not up to the old? Absolutely, but ninety percent of the time it is. And similar to De Carlos, of course. You know what I? And I know the last time you and I had it, we had a problem. Do you know what I've had a, a taste for lately? Zontinis. I've been thinking about Zontinis. Well, a lot. we can we can fix that, Howard. I've been, I've been thinking about Zontinis, and uh, I'm in Martin's Ferry to preach at least once a month. And I, Zontinis is right across from the church I preach at. It's not open when I'm preaching, or afterwards. But I drive past and I'm thinking, oh man, some Zontinis would be good. I'm hearing you, and I'm an Elm Grove boy for a long, long time. And if you gave me all the money I spent and give to Patsy Vespa, I'd be able to go out and buy a brand new pickup truck. I'm, 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 I am sure of that. You could get a Jeep with a hard top. Absolutely. <laughs> Cash, here you go. But I got to be honest with you. And I grew up on Patsy's Pizza, DeCarlo's Pizza. Zontini's is better. I, I, I think when you get Zontini's, that same scenario, when it comes fresh out of that oven and they hand it to you, you got, almost got to sit right there and eat it because it is so good. It is critical. And again, you and I had a little experience not too long ago. It is critical to get it fresh and hot because that's when the cold cheese doesn't help things. Make work well. The cold cheese on the hot pizza works. Yeah. Once it's cooled down, it, it doesn't 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 work. Uh, anyway, so half Americans do not think fast food workers deserve a tip. Half do. Seventy-five percent said they would tip at a bar. I don't know anybody who should not tip at a bar unless you got a server that's just a just a crappy server. 88% think tipping for fine dining is appropriate. Of course you tip for fine dining. I, you tip for any meal. Um, and uh, as we talked about earlier, the survey found diners are not a fan of those automatic tips and being asked to give a tip early on. Yeah, what's up with that? And we got them rolling here, Howard, from the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline. Uh, I'm just the messenger, folks. <laughs> Zontini's Pizza is like eating a piece of cardboard with sauce on it. So I guess it's not for everybody, well, Howard. You know what? It, it is everybody's. Remember our good friend Charlie Schlegel hated the the uh, DiCarlo's Pizza. Yeah, keep that cold cheese off my pizza. Yeah, I mean, everybody has their own taste, and a lot of it is what you grew up with. You and I grew up, literally grew up, with DiCarlo's Pizza. So it, it to me, is in many ways the definitive pizza. Zontini's of the same nature. And I got to say it because I'm getting old and uh, we're all getting old. If anybody sees Jerry Drake today, please tell him that Bob and Howard was talking about Varsity Pizzeria. Because to <laughs> me, there's been a lot of Hall of Fame pizza around here. 
It's it's always going to be my all time favorite, Howard. I loved Varsity Pizzeria. You, it's not there anymore. It is not there anymore. You, there is a pizza place there, but it's not. Varsity yeah, pizza. yeah. I guess they can call it that. You uh, you had talked about Varsity Pizza for years and years and years, and I never been there. And then one day Bob said we're going down, and you're right. It was. Of course, I had a whole pizza, and a hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> I was back in your real good eating days. That's what huh? I could eat very good. Let's see. Uh, of those who surveyed in this tipping survey, they they tip because they feel it gives them control over the service received. That's one of the reasons I tip. I tip to get good service. I tip for good service. I tip so people will remember me because I'm coming back and I want to be remembered when I come back and treated well. When I go to Generations, so you can testify to this, Bob, I'm treated very well, extremely well. There's Howard, kind of like Norm coming into Cheers. You know, unless somebody is sitting at my table, I have a table that I always sit at. They always say, your table is ready over here, Howard. Bring me my drink that I want right away. Um, offer recommendations based on what they know I like. And, and as a result, and partly to encourage that, I, I tip nicely. It's, it's my belief in that. My uh, youngest, no, my middle son, who is a fat, not a fat, he's a restaurant manager. Um, and he and I are going out to lunch. We're going to lunch again today. We go out to lunch once a week. He leaves ungodly tips. But you know what? He said, Dad, I've been there. I know what that's like. I have people working for me who are, we know we don't pay them enough. And um, so, I mean, I say, Justin, that's way too much, Dad. Those, these people need that help, and so he's he's happy to, to give it to them, you know. So there you go. Uh, what else in the survey? Anything else? 53% of the people surveyed think a small tip is punishment for subpar treatment. Well, I do that, too. I leave a noticeably – if I've had really bad service, I'll leave a noticeably small tip just to make a point. What would that be? Are you talking 50 cents, two bucks? What's I a- won't go that far, but if you know if it should be a uh, an $8 tip, I'll leave – Four, I don't know, something like that. I, I, I do understand that that's part of the way they make their living, and I don't want to – but I also want to make a point that, hey, this you, you could have done a, done a whole lot better. So, All right, 827, after the hour. Let's see, what do I have here? I got a Zantini's pizza text. It's the Frio Stack office service text line. What's, what does that one guy say about Zantini's? It's Cardboard crap. with sauce on it. Zantini's pizza is the best. Well, there you go. Again, you just, you just absolutely uh, never know. 827 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Now at Menards, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Put the finishing touches on your kitchen or bathroom with a new faucet from Moen. Moen creates faucets that feature innovative technology and have a timeless aesthetic. Get the Hilliard Bath Faucet for $129.99 after rebate. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through November 5th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. 
Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. my green water s pellegrino sparkling natural mineral water and i love this it's what i drink all the time and it's great but you know what now that i'm thinking about pepsi shouldn't have said pepsi i, know, I should not have said you're absolutely right now i'm thinking about pepsi i want some pets uh, some pepsi uh absolutely uh, the pellegrino water is good though i i like my s pellegrino it's uh, it's very good and before i leave the issue of uh, restaurants you all know I've I I read a lot of restaurant blogs, food blogs, that kind of stuff. Uh, the Takeout.com is one that I do. They had a story yesterday that caught my attention. Uh, this is in Blue Ridge, Georgia. There's a restaurant, the Riverside Restaurant, the Toka, the Tokoa Riverside Restaurant in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Um, it's on the water. It's a cabin-like restaurant surrounded by forest. It has a very nice menu. It's kind of a little bit upscale. Uh, but they say the menu features a typical list of restaurant policies, like a $3 share charge if you're going to share, you know, split an entree. Uh, there's a charge for you to order one. But I get that. Uh, automatic 18% gratuity if you're going to split the check. Okay, I get that. No outside food. I certainly get that. I don't even know why you have to say that. Wait, wait a minute. So they're telling, let's say you and I go in yeah, and we have lunch together and we say, yeah, we're going to split this. Now they tell us how much to tip, and you're okay with that because we decided to split the the check. I don't. Well, I guess because eighteen percent is what I believe, anyways. I don't. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, I I I, I can see why it would distress you. I can see that. Um, the one that I wanted to get to though is they have a fifty dollars surcharge for adults unable to parent. If your kids have been unruly in the restaurant, they charge the parents an extra 50 bucks. And they yeah, I'd like to see them collect on that. Yeah, well, uh, the story goes on. I'm not going to read the whole story. But My kids would be wishing dishes in their bag, <laughs> but I ain't giving you 50 bucks. Uh, there have been some parents who have been not too happy about that. Uh, but it's been uh, been it's been added on to their child. I'd leave my kids there. <laughs> I'm giving you, you fifty you, bucks. You don't like my unruly children. How about you? You take deal care with them. them absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get it. I mean, I I do get it. Let me. How do I phrase this? I understand that there are people who are really bothered by kids in a restaurant, and probably there are certain kinds of restaurants you don't want young kids in unless they're tremendously well behaved. You know me, I love kids. So I have, if kids are running around and yelling, it's okay with me. It makes me feel good. Cause, but 
I, I get that there are certain kinds of restaurants they shouldn't be there, and I get that some people are bothered by it. But, geez, a $50 surcharge? Yeah, you know, I grew up in the bar business, and, and my mother really ran a tight ship. She really ran a bar the way it should be ran. And occasionally people would come in with their kids, and my mom would make it really simple. Love having you in here, but I can't have your kids acting like that. And if you can't, you know, if you can't be, if they won't behave, then I'm sorry, you won't be able to come in anymore. So it's, yeah. it's just as simple as that. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm hey, you guys, um, right. This was not particularly. Kids can't happy. run around in here. And I certainly, yeah, there are places where kids belong, places where they don't. Uh, again, doesn't bother me a lot, but I do get that it bothers some people. And there's no question that there are certain kinds of, for lack of a better phrase, fine dining. If you're going into a linen tablecloth, you know, wine glass type restaurant where coat and tie maybe are at least the order of the day. I get it. You don't want a lot of kids running around. I get that. And I think the thing, and it's every parent's nightmare. I know church is one thing, but, you know, when you're in a restaurant and your kid decides to take a fit mm -hmm. and you look over at your spouse and you say, I ah, just let them go. That's, I don't think that's the right answer because that might be the right answer at home, but you're not at home. I'm sitting there beside you. Other couples are sitting beside you. You just can't let that kid scream and just try to ignore him. Do you yeah, agree see, with that, Howard? That when, uh, our kids weren't too bad, but if they would do that and Nancy would say, well, you know, you, we need to take him out. And I'd say, well, but I'm not done eating. <laughs> see, my, my boys were scared to death. All I had to do was look. Do you really want to go to the parking lot with me? And the answer was no, Dad. We do not. Then shut up. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is just one particular. The, the writer of this article, though, points out that this particular restaurant in Blue Ridge, Georgia, that charged the $50 for unruly, uh, unruly, the adults of unruly kids, they also encourage people to bring their pets, and they have a, a pooch patio where the dogs can be and so on. Um, that sounds a little hypocritical. You know, if you're trying to keep a nice, what, calm facade, uh, if you don't like unruly kids, I get it, but then but it's okay to have dogs around there, you know. Um, I understand that people love their dogs. I don't like to see dogs in a restaurant, but we were at a restaurant this weekend. Um, lady next, I think she tried to sneak it in. She had a little tiny dog, and after she sat down, it came out of her purse. And I, I didn't say anything. We kind of looked at it. It was like, hmm, you know. And she sort of half apologized. You know, I'm sorry, but he, you know, he, he, I couldn't keep him in the purse. Yes, you can't. Well, keep him somewhere keep else him, yeah. because that's an animal. It shouldn't be in the dining room. Yeah, it's I, as simple I, as that. I, I, I have real mixed feelings. I don't. You know, I, I'm allergic to dogs. I don't really like. I mean, I like dog. Dog comes by the neighborhood, and I'll pet the dog and play with the dog. But I, I, I'm not keen on dogs in restaurants. Now, whenever I say that, I have a group of friends that will just jump all over me and say, what's wrong with you? Why I go everywhere and my dogs are like my children. I get that, but I don't think they really belong in a restaurant. But it's, it's this particular article, it's a good point. This restaurant down in Georgia, uh, kids, kids get unruly. They're going to get charged 50 bucks, but dogs, come on in, bring in Bowser. 835, 25 to the hour. Oh, here's a, a text, Frio Stack, Office Service text line, food question. DiCarlo's question, Patsy's question. Does Patsy have an order fulfillment process? It seems random. Should be order number, wait time. You should know what you're... No, they give you a number, and they'll also tell you how long. They don't... I mean, but it's not like if you're 41, you can't be guaranteed that once 40 is taken care of, 41 will get taken care of. But that's because they got to match the number of 
pizza number of slices available to the number of yeah but okay if i got number 46 howard you better not be waiting on number 76 because now we got a problem but how the hell do i know what the number is because now we're in the car used to be inside i would say hey wait a minute hold on a minute i got number 46 here when when you had to when you were inside you hold it wait a minute what do you mean 41 mickey give me my money back what are you doing (laughs) but now they who do you who knows you go out in the car and you say I'm number forty-one. And, mm-hmm, sure. And the lady next to you is number one hundred and twenty-six. You don't know. First. Uh, all right. Way behind time. Eight thirty-six. Twenty-four to the hour. Uh, Watchdog morning show. Heading over to um, Rebecca. Let's, let's go to the news. I'm trying to think who's working this morning. Rebecca Little is working for us this morning. Good morning, Ohio Valley. I'm Rebecca Little with a look at your headlines for this November first. A Virginia man has been sentenced nearly thirteen years in prison for methamphetamine trafficking. The illicit substance made its way to our neck of the woods for distribution. 39-year-old Jason Nab Downey of Covington, Virginia was sentenced to 154 months in federal prison for possession with intent to distribute 50 grams or more of methamphetamine. And according to court documents and statements made in court, Downey obtained the illegal substance from Cleveland and brought it to Weirton to be distributed. Officers executed a search warrant on Downey's residence and retrieved two digital scales, a large amount of pure methamphetamine, U.S. currency and ammunition. Meanwhile, three people were arrested Tuesday on drug charges after a traffic stop on State Route 7 near Long Ridge Road in Monroe County. After being pulled over for a marked lane violation, the driver later identified as Randall G. Nichols of Racine, Ohio, allegedly provided the officer with a false ID. Police discovered that Nichols was attempting to avoid arrest on a felony warrant out of Meigs County, Ohio. The passengers, Kimberly Brunner of Clarington, Ohio, and Brian Allen of Syracuse, Ohio, looked intoxicated and a vehicle search uncovered 34 grams of meth. Police also found digital scales, drug paraphernalia, baggies, and other items associated with drug trafficking. All three were arrested and taken to the Monroe County Jail. And the Gerber's poultry plant in Kidron, Ohio, was under federal investigation after federal agents allegedly found illegal miners working at the plant. It was raided back on October 4th by Homeland Security when officials allegedly found over a dozen underage illegals working the meat processing and sanitation area. The miners were allegedly from Guatemala. And according to Gerber's poultry, you can find their Amish farm chicken in the Ohio Valley in Kroger Respects and Miklas Meat Market. That was a look at your head. Headlines for this Wednesday, November 1st. Have a great day, everybody. A massive blow for the Mountaineer men's basketball team. Starting guard Kirk Carissa suspended for nine games. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story and more coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. The holidays start here at Kroger with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. You could do a classic herb-roasted turkey or spice it up and make turkey tacos. Serve up a go-to shrimp cocktail or use Simple Truth wild-caught shrimp for your first Cajun risotto. No matter how you shop, Kroger has all the freshest ingredients to embrace all your holiday traditions. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Kroger brand products, you can make all your favorite things this holiday season. Because Kroger brand's proven quality products come at exceptionally low prices. And with a money-back quality guarantee, every dish is sure to be a favorite. These are a few of my favorite things. 
Whether you shop delivery, pickup, or in-store, Kroger brand has all your favorite things. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Well, the season hasn't even tipped off yet for the Mountaineer men's basketball team, but it seems like Coach Josh Eilert is walking around with a sign on his back that says, Kick Me. WVU announced yesterday that scheduled starting point guard Kirk Carissa will be suspended for the first nine games due to a violation he committed while playing at the University of Arizona. The news release says that Carissa admitted to receiving impermissible benefits during his stay with the Wildcats. WVU officials learned of this violation back in August. They've been working with the NCAA since on a punishment, and it came down yesterday. Now, there is a chance the nine games could be reduced, but that is not expected. So what does this all mean? Well, it is the third major piece of bad news in the last week for Eilert and the Mountaineers. First, it was Raekwon Battle's eligibility being denied. Then Friday's very scary medical situation with a cook, a cook, and now the Kirk Carissa news. That leaves the coach with eight scholarship players, two who are freshmen, and one walk-on to open the season against Missouri State on Monday. What games will Carissa miss? Well, besides Missouri State, dates against Monmouth, Jacksonville State, the two-game tournament in Fort Myers, Florida that could include Virginia, Wisconsin, it does include SMU, Bellarmine, St. John's, Pitt, and Drexel. He would be scheduled to return when West Virginia plays at the University of Massachusetts in mid-December. That is today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Frio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168 or visit FrioandStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. The nights get cooler. Trees shed their leaves. It's autumn in the Ohio Valley. Seasons may change, but you can always count on your morning news and information, plus good conversation right here. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on the Watchdog Radio Network. snow has stopped it's uh, kind of overcast outside it's going to be that way all day cloudy a high near 42 today sunny 47 tomorrow 54 on friday 58 on saturday close to 60 on sunday some rain comes in on monday right now even freezing temperature just inching up little by little 32 at the wheeling ohio county airport 30 degrees at the highlands 33 in my backyard in elm grove and here we are at uh, 30, Howard. It's, it, it, like you said, inching up. Just inching up. 30 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. 
A um, couple of texts. Let me jump over to the text line. Text line has been busy this it morning. It has been Howard. very busy. Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. I always get a lot of texts when we talk about food. And, frankly, we talk a lot about food on this show. Let's be brutally honest about it. Um... Who on earth drinks three straight bottles of Pepsi? Uh, I used to, but especially I guess an Howard overweight now. diabetic like yourself. Oh, thank you very much. Jesus, Howard, do you just want to die? <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> it was. Listen, I, I, I'm I. It the first, I, I I needed something to drink, and I've been drinking a, what I drink a lot lately is iced tea mixed with lemonade. Arnold Palmer, if you buy it at a restaurant. Well, I make them at home, get an iced tea, a bottle of iced tea, put some lemonade. I like that. But, but after a while, like, I want something different. So I open the refrigerator, and I want to go, oh, there, there they were, these bottles of Pepsi. And I swear to goodness, they're, they're talking, at least in my mind, hi, Howard. You're hooked, Howard. I, I did it to you. I because haven't seen you for a while. You would hear me take that first big swig oh, of well. Pepsi, and it gives you a jolt. If you think we're crazy, then, then try it. It and gives so, you that jolt, and it tastes so good. And now Howard talked. I, 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 so I thought, oh, a Pepsi, and I got one, and I, and I mean, I sucked that first bottle down. Oh, and I'm still thirsty, so I went and got the second bottle, and I, I sucked it down slower. And then I went back, and I looked, opened the refrigerator door, and I looked, and I looked. I said, well, there's just one more bottle left. Do I want another bottle? And the short answer was. Yes. Yes, I do. And so I did. So who on earth drinks three, three straight, straight bottles of Pepsi? I did. Now, I'll be honest. I don't do that as a routine. But it just it just it tasted so good suddenly. Howard, you know, I'm not exaggerating. I used to do that all day long, every day. I drank Pepsi like that. 8.46.14 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We asked the question earlier. We are talking about uh, tonight, by the way, is the dine to donate for Donnie Gilbert up at Quaker Steak and Lube from 4 to 10 o'clock tonight. All of the uh, 20% of the food proceeds will go to Donnie Gilbert, who's been uh, was in the hospital and is now recuperating at home but uh, needs some help. So uh, if you want to go up and have a nice meal, Quaker Steak always is a good place to go. Get yourself some wings, get yourself whatever. Uh, 20% of the food proceeds will go from 4 to 10 tonight to Donnie, there will be raffles and... What kind of auction, Howard? It'll be a Chinese auction. And I openly admit it, I promote Chinese auctions all the time. Yes, at such and such, there will be raffles and there will be Chinese auctions. Wheeling Health Rate Chef Auction and there will be Chinese... I don't have any idea what they are. So I got a text. Here it is. Tell me if you follow this, Bob. Okay, I'm listening. Chinese auction is a type of the all-pay auction... Where the probability of winning depends on the relative size of the participant's bid. The choice of the winner is done by a lottery whereby the bidders compete for a higher chance of winning. It is also known as a penny raffle, chance auction, or a tricky tray. Give me a whiteboard. I don't have... Okay, so I didn't know what a Chinese auction was. It has now been described to me. I still have no idea what that, I, I don't know what they're talking about. I think it is. Let's say you and I are going to bid on the same item. Let's say it's a trip and it's a bucket there or a container that holds our bids. We would have coupons to make our bid. And let's say we, you really wanted that. You might put 10 of your coupons in there to increase 
your odds where if I only okay. put one All of right. my okay. coupons right. in there. Okay. So then when it comes auction time, they don't take the bids. They reach in there and they pull a ticket out. So if you so had if 100 in there, tickets in yeah, there and you only have 10. Better chances. I still don't know where they came up with the Chinese part of it, but and I think that's how it works. you just not even ask. No. Or even say it anymore. Okay. Well, thank you for the text. I appreciate that. Frio Stack Auction. You're right. This has been a very busy day on the on the text line. We love it. Yes. Yes. I, you know, that's what the text line is there for. We love getting uh, getting your text. I have to do another. Do I have to do another break yet? We have one to get to, Howard. We, we won't have Bob today. Yeah, let's get the break done. And I, I want to get in this mansion stuff for a minute or two at least. Maybe someone to hold to tomorrow. But 848, it does until the hour. This is the Watchdog Morning Show. Get 11% off everything. Now at Menards. Mastercraft makes great doors inside and out. Building the highest quality doors in a wide variety of styles. Shop the best in-stock selection of doors. Or design your door your way in-store or online at Menards.com. Get 11% off on an energy-efficient steel door only at Menards. Now through November 5th, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Come to Wheeling Nailers opening night, Saturday, November 4th, featuring special guest Mad Chad Taylor, the Chainsaw Juggler. Enjoy hilarious cutting-edge fun, intermission hysteria, plus a magnet schedule giveaway, new arena food and beverages, new premium seat options, and introducing our official Nail Ale Beer. It's going to be a mad opening night. Pup drops at 710. Get tickets now. Call 304-234-GOLD or go to wheelingnailers.com. You want sports talk? We got the goods all night long. Tune into Sports Map Radio. Evenings and overnights on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We are the Watchdog. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. The Morning Show team is gathered and ready. Taylor Long has Ohio Valley headlines. Adam Fike has the detailed forecast. And Bob Slider and Tony Caridi have sports. Plus commentary, rants, and interviews with Howard Monroe. This is the Watchdog Morning Show on the Watchdog Radio Network. Songs about it being cold are our bumper music, is our bumper music theme this morning. Mr. Slider has picked quite a good few, many of them. Uh, we may have to, uh, I don't know, it's, it's going to be a cold night tonight, you said, right? Uh, 25 is the low, and then it's supposed to uh, warm up a little warm bit Warm up, tomorrow. yeah. yeah so, okay, well, uh, bundle up again overnight. I, I slept very well last night. I said our house was nice and warm, um, and I always, I always start with a sheet over me and only a sheet, and then somewhere halfway through the night I put on a nice warm blanket, you know, a heavy blanket. I feel so good when the heavy blanket toasts me up. 
And uh, it certainly doesn't help, you know, when I start dozing off and I go to bed at eight and I get up at three, Howard, I'm, I'm in that pattern. I, I get my seven hours of good sleep. It's just just wacky hours. That's, that's Who the hell goes to bed at eight o'clock and gets up at three in the morning and doesn't have to be at work at four in the morning? My problem is that I, I sometimes go to bed at eight, get up at midnight, and then I'm then I can't go back to sleep. Uh, eight till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. More Chinese auctions. I want to get to Joe Manchin. I may have to hold, I may have to hold Joe for tomorrow. Uh, Chinese auction, and this is another text, Friostack Auction Service, text line 304-214-1600. Chinese auction is basically a bunch of baskets. You drop in a ticket uh, or many tickets, and at the end of the night, they draw a ticket out with your name on it. You win the basket. Normally, the fundraisers have about 20 baskets available to drop tickets in. So it's, I guess that's what you said. You, I, I assume like for a, a set fee, like maybe $5, you get 15 tickets. You could drop all fifteen in one basket. You can drop five. Or spread and, it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then like you said the more tickets you have in there compared to how many other people have in. No, there. is that how they get their rice in China, Howard? Once again, I must say that uh, <laughs> there is a cultural sensitivity alert we must put out here this morning. It is not our intent to appropriate culture nor to make fun of any culture whatsoever. Teddy, um, we ha- we play a game lately. He loves to play this game make each other laugh granddad you know let's see how long we can go without laughing then he tries to make me laugh and i try to make him laugh and he's not making a chinese face but he grabs his face and and pulls it down and it makes me laugh but i'm thinking i i don't want to say anything to him because i don't want him to don't do that in school teddy that's what i want to say don't do that in school there are some oriana kids in his class and they're wonderful kids and, and he's friends with him. He loves him. I just, he doesn't get it. You know, he, he's not attempting to, he's not, you know, he's not going like, oh, so he's not doing that. It's just to him, he, it's really funny. He pulls his eyelids down and then I start to laugh and, and then I, I smile widely. That's what I give him this great big Joker smile, like the Batman's Joker. And uh, we, we play strange games. We play strange games. His school did a great jo- job yesterday with, um, Halloween stuff. They had a big Halloween parade, uh, and then um, the kids got uh, a little Halloween dance, and they went all the uh, Country Day has part of their campus is at Wheeling Park. So they were at Wheeling Park, and they um, all went out to the park, and all throughout the park they had uh, trick-or-treat stations. They wandered all throughout the park and, you know, got stuff. And the idea was if parents wanted to go, they couldn't. I wasn't going to walk all around the park, so. Well, Nancy and I went home and had lunch, <laughs> but they, uh, they, they, they had a, they had a, they had a good time. So it was fun to watch kids in their costumes, you know, the different things that kids do anymore. You certainly had me sparked, Howard, uh, and uh, it was kind of a dud in our neighborhood. Maybe next year, hell, there might only be two kids next year. Yeah, I, I, like I said earlier, I, and if any of you have any quick thoughts on this, I don't know why there were not as there were a lot. My neighborhood had a lot. Again, over a hundred. I'm guessing maybe closer to 150. It's hard for me to guess. When my dad used to work for uh, Dandy Potato Chip Company, we gave away little bags of Dandy Potato Chips. They were easy to count. We would know we had 50 bags, 100 bags, whatever. And by, so I, I was easy to know how much. Now I just have big bowls of all kinds of candy, so I really can't keep track. So I, I will spot the kids in the neighborhood, and I'll take a look. Okay, well, there's 25 kids all right there. Then later on, I go, well, there are, now there are 10 over here. And I started doing the math. I'm thinking, okay, it's got to be at least 100, probably closer to 150. It was nowhere near what it used to be before. But I'm cur- I'd am i like to know if anybody has any thoughts. Why? Could be just the weather, do you think? Or yeah. somebody suggested 
other things like trunks or treats. Yeah, I, I think that's it. You have parties, okay, it's warm, and everybody's in there is running around, and then you have the, the trunk and treat. That's pretty easy. You walk around and get your candy. Trick-or-treating, I guess, is, is harder work, and it's also when it's weather like last night, it's not as appealing hours. And I guess, sad, as I mentioned, in my neighborhood, when my kids were kids, every house on the block had their front porch light on, Everybody was giving out candy. It it became a block party. I mean, our neighborhood, it was fun. Like, like the parents would, while the kids were going around getting candy, we'd all walk out in the street and have a, you know, we'd all talk to each other and have a good time. Uh, we had three houses in a row, mine, my son's, and the house in between us. The three of us were uh, did a lot of candy. Lady across the street gained, gave out candy until she ran out, which is what she always does. Uh, and that was it. And then I believe much further down our street there were, other houses, I couldn't quite tell, but I think other houses were there too. So I guess that's another reason. It, it, maybe they don't come to our neighbor because we're not as we don't give out as much as we used to. But man, you had over a hundred. I mean, again, compared to what what we did, we have two streets, you know, that used to be full of kids. But uh, picking and choosing, Howard. I guess so. Um, we've always been a we've always been a really really big neighborhood. Elm Terrace has been a big neighborhood for kids coming. I did not see, as I mentioned earlier, I didn't see any. Groups. I didn't see, you know, the big van coming up with the Ohio license plates. I didn't see any of that kind of stuff. Um, and again, just to, to wrap up where we started this morning, I, I just thought it was the, every kid, every adult. I, there wasn't, there was not one single impolite, not one single rude, not one single bit of a problem with any of the people who came to our house. Not the kids, not the little toddlers. Not the teenagers who came by. As I said, all right, there was there were two kids who came together. They were older teens, and they came up and they said, you know, trick or treat. And I gave them some candy, and then they said, smell my feet. Hey, all right, I'm okay. That's okay. They're kids, older kids. Nobody, not a not a single kid caused problems. Yeah, and I was uh, really impressed. Didn't have a lot, but I was impressed with the way the parents behaved herself last night. Couldn't not have been more respectful and thankful that. Uh, I had my light on, and I had candy for them. And every parent, uh, they themselves were, were polite, and every parent made sure, every parent, I think everyone, made sure the kids said, did you say thank you? Did you tell the man thank you? You know, I think there was one person who must have listened to this show, though, because, you know, my rules, you got to have a costume of some kind, and you got to say trick or treat. And I heard they were out in the street before they came up to the house to get candy, and I think the dad said, at this house, you have to say trick or treat. Mandatory. <laughs> I think it must have been somebody who listened to the show and said, no, don't forget to say it to this guy or you could end up being in trouble. Anyway, all right. Uh, Joe Manchin gets a strange endorsement. Joe Manchin, the least popular senator in the country. Uh, Jim Justice's uh, approval numbers rising. I'll share the details of all of that with you tomorrow. We're going to talk about foster care in West Virginia. Amelia Nicely coming in from the West Virginia Watch Group uh, newspaper. She's written some stuff we want to get into. And uh, who knows what else will be able to happen. Because i got to tell you right now, at 7 o'clock this morning, I had no idea we were going to go through the things we went through today. And that's what makes the show kind of fun. If you open the door to our program, you don't know what you're going to see inside. Because we don't know either. I do know Bob and I will see you tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, the Watchdog Morning Show right here. And the legislative watchdogs are coming up next. AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling. FM 97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville.